Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for the Basketball Insider in Arkansas. It's pure sweats, skills, and trainings. Bart Reed, made possible by Martin Orthopedics. With locations in Little Rock, North Little Rock, Cabot, and Hot Springs Village, staffed with fellowship-trained orthopedic surgeons and sports medicine specialists. For more information on the web, go to martinortho.care. Now, here's Bart. Bart, if I can... I'd like to take a minute of your time, and this is information that is breaking by yeah. the moment. And um, this. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I haven't refreshed that particular website. Uh, this being reported by ESPN, and they are saying that. Alabama baseball coach Brad Bohannon, according to sports book surveillance video, indicated that the person who placed the bet was communicating with Bohannon at the time. My my sources tell me they were placed attempted to place, and I'm guessing this is why I caught the attention, a one hundred thousand dollar oh my gosh. bet wow Woo. that'll get you fired pretty quickly so yes it will yeah wow it, it will they yeah. don't I, I don't know if they still do it anymore guys but the fbi usually i think one time a year the fbi went to all the i think ncaa institutions and gave a sports betting to each team on the basketball program the lessons of betting and sports betting and how not what not to do and so that's certainly a very serious issue wow wow now bart would you place a bet this is from speaking of espn uh espn.com men's college basketball slash insider story and it is men's college basketball Transfer rankings for the 2023-24 class. And there were 100, it is a top 100. Of that top 100, how many do you believe have been able to find a new home? Wow. Top 100, find a new home. So I would. I would say a hundred percent of them. No, it's got to be. It's got. That's got to be a trick question. It can't be a hundred percent. Got to be less than ninety-five percent. I'll say sixty-two percent, just because the way. Randy wow. Asked. Okay, I could be. I'm way off then, probably. Sixty-two out of a hundred. That's that's what I'll guess. All Randy's right. going to say it's twenty-three. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we're going to split the difference okay. between sixty and ninety. Eighty. Okay. Eighty. Okay. Out of 100, I was really surprised, Bart. I'm kind of with uh, on the line of what Rick is thinking. We hear so many stories of players who go into the transfer portal and they have nowhere to go. There is one uh, that they singled out. Yet when I went to look at uh, where he was ranked in the top 100, he was actually on, I guess you could say, other consideration. That was Connor Vanover. 
Connor doesn't. Yeah. He went into the transfer portal, but he doesn't have a new home. And now, whether or not he goes. Connor Vanover went in the transfer portal. Yes, he again? did. From Oral really? Roberts. Yes. Did now, I say Tulsa? I meant Oral Roberts. Okay, so can, uh, again, explain this to me. Can he be eligible? Well, again, there are, there are they're going to make some exceptions whether or not he will be able to fall within those exceptions and the NCAA approves it. I would say I don't think a player is going to go into the transfer portal and then go to his third school. In this case, it would be his fourth school. Uh, he started off what? At Cal, then came to Arkansas, yeah. now Oral Roberts, and now he's oh looking gosh. someplace else. You know, if your coach leaves, I don't know if that's if that's enough, you know, of a reason anymore that they'll grant you uh, that immediate eligibility. But uh, I was surprised 80 out of 100 had found a home based upon all that we hear about those who get left behind in the portal. There's just so much movement, guys. Yeah. There's just so much movement, even though there's so many moving pieces. It's just they've got to be able to almost find a home if you're in that top 100, I would mm-hmm. think. That's why Bart guessed 100, because if you're in the top 100, you're gonna, you got to play. You would to think go, you would, right? yeah. But now at those top 100, of the 20 that haven't, are, surely there's still a lot of people looking at those guys, don't you think? Oh, well, yeah, and I would think day by day it's a, such a fluid situation that I think those guys would easily find a home. It's not a question of if, it's when and what that fit's going to be. There's no doubt about it. I think some of the – when you start getting in the – because there's so many, I don't I don't know what the total number in the portal is right now, but the, the top 100 will certainly land a spot. I would even think it would clearly land at almost that – 150 range that those people in just a matter of time are going to find a nice spot to to fit whatever needs they're looking for. Now, let's talk about Ron Holland for a moment because he signed in the early signing period with Texas, and in the process, the 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 coach that signed him at that time uh, obviously is gone. Chris Beard, new coach. And supposedly he was counseled with and asked about the new coach. Would he stay and still honor his commitment to Texas? And he said initially, yes. Well, then they make the move. And now he's saying he wants out of his letter of intent. Bart, what's what's going to be his grounds? Is it going to be, once again, Texas supposedly is fighting it. And I can understand why. I mean, this is yeah. maybe the top player in the class now of 2023 period yep uh, yep does texas have a leg to stand on in regards to blocking it used to be if they would not give you your your release you could still go to xyz school that you wanted to uh, but yep. you couldn't go on scholarship well now yep. nil money could probably make up that uh what are the cost of the scholarship is and even above the cost of of tuition and books and everything else. But yep. uh, then does Ron Holland have the case? Well, they changed coaches on me, so yep. I want out. Well, listen, I think he would. And certainly, let's just say this. If he's smart, which I assume that he's highly intelligent, have people around him that know what he's know what they're doing, 
All he has to do is get an attorney. The NCAA has not won a single lawsuit in the last 25 years. So, That's right. I'm, that, so he can sue and certainly get that. I don't see how with the movement, the exception rule that you can one-time transfer to whatever school you like. How do you keep a young man that had a coach like Chris Beer when you, we know that these decisions are tied so closely to coaches? And this exact same thing happened to me, guys. At, uh, when I verbally committed to Pat Foster at Nevada, and he decides he's not going to be there, I go to North Texas. And so you have situations like that because the players committing to the institution, but they're committing to the coach. Mm-hmm. That coach leaves, the deck is now changed. doesn't matter whether you're number one player in the country or the last. The deck is changed. You have to reevaluate. He wants to explore options and leave, and I think you give him his right to do it. And, guys, I spent a bunch of time with this young man at the Wooten camp. He is a star. He's got a high motor, and I think him and Layden Blocker were the two hardest-working kids at the Wooten camp all week on a side note. Hmm. would be nice to see him at Arkansas. Well, the point is, if Texas doesn't let him out of it, they'll, that will be used by every person recruiting against them in recruiting. Yes. It will. It, it, you it, go to Texas, yeah. but if you're not happy there, you can't leave. They yes, they they don't care about players. They don't care about and being a Texas kid. There is ramifications that run so yeah. deep. Oh, good point. With the coaches, high school coaches and grassroots coaches, guys, you don't do that to a kid. That's a no no. You just don't do it. So I'm I'm a little surprised they're going there. So, what are you hearing about Ron Holland in Arkansas? Well, I think, listen, I think we've got, with Anthony Black, I'm hired. We know Texas, most people know Texas as being a fertile ground for football. In the last probably 10 years, we have seen a transformation in the state of Texas where it has become a basketball haven, talented, talented players. Anthony Black has really helped us get a foothold in there with some top players and tell a really great story. So I think... I know he is extremely interested in what the university – listen, guys, it came down – I would say this. I don't know if he formally announced it. It was between Arkansas and Texas, I felt like, mm-hmm. in the initial decision. So he's got to love Arkansas right now. 6'8", 200 pounds, he's flight. His motor, his ability to defend and how he creates shots, I think is a great fit for Coach Musselman. So there's no doubt that there are people friendly to the program on the staff and – currently former players that are telling him it's a great fit. So I'm not sure what the level of commitment is, but I would say this is a young man highly interested in the University of Arkansas. So, Bart, is this a 3-4 combo? Is I mean, he's not like Anthony Black in regard that Anthony was a point guard or maybe right. even in, at times he was an off guard, but primarily yeah. a point guard. What is Holland? Is he a three? Is he a four? Is he a combo? What is he? It, yep, so it's a great point. So he is a three-four combo, guys. And if you look at the way he's a three-four combo, Randy, with five rim protectability because of his length and his willingness just to, I call it, just get dunked on. Just go and attack the shot. Don't care what happens. He's got that type of ability. And if you look at the Arkansas roster, if Jordan Walsh leaves, the one soft area, guys, we don't have a 3-4 combo guy with a lot of length that can go in and really protect the rim. I think Jordan Walsh was really unique in that regard. So 
this is something that could be a really big get for us, especially if we lose Jordan Walker. Now, what happens? Okay, I, maybe I, I'm going down a, a path I, I don't even need to try to go down, but what about you've got a guy like Davenport who sounds like to me a carbon copy of Ron Holland. I mean, does does Coach Musselman, does he make any kind of commitments to these players other than, okay, you got a chance to come in and play, and you got a chance to make yourself – into one of the top eight players, which is basically all that I'm going to use. Does yep. he does he do that in the in the recruiting process? No, I listen. I think it's as clear as this. He makes no probably guarantees in that regard. He is saying you have a chance to fit into our system if you get in here and perform. I'm going to take you to the next level, and you're going to get looked at if you want to be a pro. And I'm going to teach you. Every scheme and offense and every lingo and all the stuff that you need to be prepared to look good in a workout. That's all that these guys are guaranteed. I think a lot of these guys that have one to two years, three years experience, right, they're proven and seniored and tenured. They can look at a situation and know whether they can step in and play. I don't think anybody's guaranteed minutes. That's what Coach Cal did. He got people to really, when Kentucky was winning, he had 30-point guys come in from high school and say, you're not going to score 30 here. You're going to be a part of a team. I don't know how much you're going to play, but you're going to be an NBA draft pick one day. And so Coach Muss is kind of talking the same talk, but I think he is really kind of getting players that fit his particular system and his vision. But I, I think everybody's going in level playing field. There's no, prom- there's no promises made. Does this put – the squeeze, let, let's say that Ron Holland comes on board. Does the squeeze now happen more or less with Jalen Graham or Makai Mitchell? I know they're fives, but yep. if, if you've got a six, seven guy that can play the rim and gives you all the, uh, protect the rim and does all the other things you're talking about, and I think you said this, an elite defender. To me, that that puts – now, Makai was, I thought, more than respectable defensively. We know what Jalen Graham brought defensively. But Mitchell, I thought, was pretty respectable defensively. But does it put the yep. squeeze on them? I think it puts the squeeze on Makai Mitchell more than it does Jalen Graham, and I'm going to tell you why. I think with the mix coming in, he's got to be – He's looking for the offense this year. I think you'll see a transition into trying to find more scoring diversified across the roster. I think Mitchell's hurt the most. That's a good point. Because it was was offense down the stretch that really, to me, cost Arkansas more than anything else, the inability uh, to be able to score. Um, What if Jordan Walsh returns? Isn't, again, we're talking almost a carbon copy, it sounds like. Now, it Jordan Walsh, to me, was a finished product physically when he stepped on campus. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. You know, you've seen Ron Holland up close. He may need some actual physical development. But then he's going to offer yeah. some things that mm-hmm. I don't think Jordan Walsh can offer. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree. And 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 Holland is a guy that's very typical kind of Randy of what you would think of a lot of these high-level guys with a lot of length. They're just really slight. So if you're six eight, two hundred pounds, you're slight. And mm-hmm. he's 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 slight upper body. His but his legs are not. Uh, you know, he, he kind of almost reminds me of Khalil Ware. Khalil Ware was really slight upper body. He was very strong in his legs and very deceiving that way. So Jordan Walsh is a finished product. I think Jordan, he's the one guy, if he comes back, he's immune to this process because I think he gets that much better. I really believe this. You see the most improvement with that young man right there, and I think he becomes what we thought he was going to be this year if he comes back to the university. So I think all those pieces fit. I think Jordan Walsh is the one guy, him and Trayvon Brazil, that I think are, are above the others in terms of what they can provide value on both ends of the court, in my opinion. Wow. That's a lot of pieces that uh, back again trying to piece together. Um, is, is Layden Blocker is among all the players, and we never talk about Layden Blocker, but yep. is, is this a player that is – all of a sudden, maybe getting lost in the shuffle because I, I got to yeah. believe Kayvon Minifield is going to be one of your points. Um, I don't know where they plan on playing Trayvon, uh, Trayvon Mark, whether or not he's a, a two three combo. He's only six five, so I wouldn't think he would be a, a three. Khalil Battle, same thing, six five. L Ellis, six yeah. three. Is is Layden Blocker, yep. is he getting lost in this shuffle a little bit? He, yes, he's getting lost in the shuffle. And I think what also is getting lost in the shuffle is what we had with, I would say, J.D. Note when he was there that we did not have with Anthony Black and Nick Smith. And that was really a guy that was dedicated, that was going to bring the ball down probably 90% of the time. Layden Blocker is a true point guard. I to the level that we have not had up there in a long time. Hmm. He can defend 90 feet. He can handle the basketball, distribute, facilitate, and finish. He is what I would call a true SEC power point guard that can get up and defend, push and go, control pace, make great decisions. So I think he – I really believe that Layden is going to get up there and wow with his maturity. Now, it sounds weird for a freshman. This is a young man that has played at the highest level, got out, whether we agree with it or not, played prep school, played on a really big stage this year, and I think it helped him. He is going to be able to handle it, maturity, decision-making, and he's got the body and the physicality and athleticism to play at a high level right now. At the Wooten camp, he's wild, guys, with his physical attributes and his dedication to his fitness where he just blew everybody out of the water the second day and the guards. It wasn't even close. It was not even close. He absolutely dominated. So I think he's getting lost in the shuffle, but he will not, Randy, when he gets on campus. Okay. All right, I'm going to squeeze this one in. You may not have an answer for this, but uh, I'll ask anyway. Jim says Arkansas Tech hoops. Saw they signed two in-state players. Any details? Well, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, Ray, I was telling Coach Nutt at OBU, I don't think the Division Two guys have really taken advantage of the talent 
in the state. We've, we've talked about this before. Yeah. Yes. Arkansas Tech is the exception to the rule, guys. They signed Braden Tanner, who I started working with Braden when he was sixth grade, extremely talented guard, very skilled, Dardanelle High School, all state three years, just super great basketball player, shoots it, defends, can, can score at the rim, facilitate, and they got another Arkansas guard, uh, Zach Jason from Lake Hamilton, who probably had uh, one of the most storied high school careers that that we've had at any point in time. This guy was all state as a freshman at the 5A level, averaged 20 points a game for four years, scored, I think, over 2,000 points. These guys are really, really good. And I'm, I'm not just saying this because they're Arkansas kids. Arkansas Tech got better by the fertile in-state talent that we have right now, staying at home. Zach can shoot it. He, yes, he is can. a shooter. Wow, Bart, we blew through that segment. Have a great weekend. We'll talk with you next week. That's Thanks. Bart Reed, Pure Sweat Basketball Skills. Thanks to Martin Orthopedics.